0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Marguerite Forer podcast. This week we are talking about the courage to travel. Episode one was the courage to love, episode two was the courage to start something new, and today I have got my favorite person in the world to travel with here. We've had many adventures, both terrifying and incredibly romantic. (laughs) And my husband again will be joining us for episode three of the Marguerite Fora podcast. What? (laughs) Welcome to my podcast, my podcast, Marguerite Fora, the podcast. Bright, do you think everybody needs to travel
1: well i think travel is something that we absolutely love and we've been so fortunate to go on incredible travels and i think not everyone can travel unfortunately but if you can if you have the ability to i really think it's quite a life-changing thing to do so my comment is if you can Go for it, definitely.
0: So it's clear that you are an advocate for travel, as I am as well. What have you learned from your solo travel experiences?
1: I think for me, traveling solo, you're all by yourself. Things can be stressful. There's no one to blame if things go wrong. And it can be quite nerve-wracking. I think for me, the kind of takeaway points is that you've got to grow up quickly. I was 16 when I first traveled by myself for three months, and... You know, you've got to look after yourself. You've got to find a way to do it. So that's kind of a bit of a takeaway I've taken. How about you, love? You've been in Italy for six months in total by yourself. What did you kind of
0: yeah, learn Flip, when you Yeah, were... I forgot it was that long. So I was 24 when I traveled for the first time, when I left my country for the first time. And um, I went completely alone and it's quite interesting because Amsterdam was the first place I landed.
1: quite a a first place that was the first time you'd ever been out of the country and the first place you went to was Amsterdam
0: Uh, but I couldn't believe it I mean I I got into Amsterdam and I couldn't stop smiling and I was just saying hello to everyone I was so excited to be there and it was quite interesting because they told me you need to stop smiling because you are a prime target for pickpocketers you can see you're a tourist and I was like what this is insane (laughs) but I learned a lot from solo travel like I think I learned to just be calm and also just do my research and, and look I think your dad gave me pretty good advice once when he's just like read the signs and I think everything was always translated in English so I just needed to make sure that I was looking around so I think I learned to to look I learned to listen and um, I learned to to chill a little bit although I mean I danced absolutely everywhere I went and I smiled everywhere and I said hello to everyone
1: nothing's changed
0: no I was quite of a um, yeah I just it was quite interesting doing a solo travel but you mean you've travelled a lot together. Um, what have you learned from couple travelling?
1: From couple travel, I think what I've taken away is just how selfish I can be. I guess, you know, because now two people are in one place. If you've only got three days, you know, there's only so much you can do. And you realise maybe you're a bit selfish in wanting to do some things that you want to do and your partner might not want to do. And it's also Communicating expectations, I guess, that's something I think we've learned, is that when you go travel as a team, it's good to just chat things out and explain what each of you is looking for. Are Otherwise, you referring to
0: when we were in Nepal and I no, wanted to I chill wasn't. in the hotels and you're like, let's go climb another mountain?
1: That's a great example. So <laughs> so we just climbed this massive mountain. It was five thousand five hundred meters high
0: and I had on leaky boots
1: (laughs) and I wanted to go do another one for another five days and it was an eight-day trip and I wanted to do it in five days and you just wanted to chill in the hotel room and we hadn't communicated this to each other and fortunately um, for me I won the argument (laughs) or the discussion but, uh, but we ended up doing it, both had an amazing time. But mm. it was a learning lesson that we need to kind of communicate. You ended up loving it too. Yeah, yeah, I know, I
0: did. Even I more than it. I did, probably. yeah. Yeah. Um, I found my groove the second month. In the first month, and I was a little bit out of my comfort zone. I've never been just the foreign toilet and the just everything being so different and so so rough. When you conditions. say foreign
1: toilets, you mean foreign holes in yeah, the ground. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> 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 and I mean, it was it was just such a shock to my system, but I think after the first, our first track was nine days.
1: Yeah, uh, no, about 14.
0: Oh, is it? At least. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, after finishing that, I think I was ready for round two, and yeah, Um, Sorry, i interrupted you. Anything else you've learned from couple travel? That's
1: probably the big takeaway is communication and just understanding what each party wants to do. Uh Um, Trying to compromise and then also realizing sometimes you just can't compromise. Sometimes some parties just got to go on a travel for the other party, Mm. I guess.
0: Mm. I think I've learned from couple travel at least is... I love it way more. Mm. I, I love solo travel. And even since we've been married, I've traveled alone and had my own adventures. But I think that there's something so beautiful to just share it with you. And I think we're such a good travel team. I agree. In the sense that when we're here, I'm incredibly organized and planned and I've got everything together. But Travel mugs is someone else. Like I can just throw my head back Super and relax and just wind up wherever. And you're pretty planned and organized. And it's... I love that I get to just like totally relax so I love traveling with you and I'll never forget on my first travels when I was in Ireland and the thing I learned from solo travel is wow you you may get hit on if you're a girl and if you're an island and, and in a pub just say I'm not here to shift which apparently means I'm not yet to hook up and then the people know okay I'm not gonna prowl on this girl but just remembering in those moments, like it's so special to have someone that you love doing life with, and just being so aware of it in those moments when maybe you get attention, but you don't really want to give your attention, you're just thinking of someone you love. So, I think for me, what I learn about team travel, at least with you, is that I enjoy it far more than solo travel, but I do enjoy solo travel, and I think I just every single time I'm just so blessed that we get to travel Definitely. Oh, and team travel it's amazing for flying because then you don't have to just sleep on on one seat like you can do that like awkward like i'm gonna lie on you and and that, that kind of we works. get
1: to kind of perfect that one but
0: <laughs> okay tell me some travel hacks you've picked up when it comes to creating your own adventure
1: so i think um I don't know the country we come from everywhere we go it tends to be quite a lot more expensive so we tend to kind of go out for drinks rather than go out for dinner Mm. and we tend to kind of end up chatting even more over drinks and then come home and make our own dinner that's quite cool for us we still get that experience of going out um but we don't kind of lose all our cash
0: yeah i think also something which we figured out When we were in Montenegro, is that we just created our own adventure. When I did that sea swim, I was like, "Brian, we need an adventure. I'm going to swim from this side of the ocean to this side of the ocean in freezing conditions." Two K
1: (laughs) swim. the middle of winter.
0: Yeah, but also... uh, Even the
1: Russians were looking at you funny. Yeah.
0: But in Bavaria, when we went and we just jumped on a train and we found ourselves in coffee shops, or when we went ice swimming, you know, just setting up little adventures for the day and doing them. Or Austria, when we went on a hike, and just realizing we actually enjoy free adventures, things that you don't necessarily have to spend too much money on, like paragliding or quad biking, although I still want to do skydiving, but... You know, there are adventures that you can create for free that are so exhilarating and fun.
1: No doubt. I think our best adventures have actually been like our honeymoon. We went and we hiked Mont Blanc. Yeah. And we just stayed in these little, what do you call them? Um, tea
0: huts. Tea houses. Tea houses, they
1: call them in Nepal. Um, little, little chalets. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, it was, it was cheap. Cheap as chips because all we were doing were, was hiking each day and just paying for a, a roof over our head.
0: And then every now and then we end up in a beautiful hotel and it would be like luxury. Yeah. And then back to like slaving it out. But,
1: but that for us is is the beauty of travel. It's not going and spending and staying in the most expensive hotel in Paris. There's a time and a place for that. that that's amazing. But it's also just roughing it out when you're young and... Mm. You're not so snobbish. I think there's a real beauty to that. We certainly love roughing things out. It's not for everyone. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It it always makes me appreciate what I have and, and what I get to experience.
0: I think for me, another travel hack I learned was if you're trying to save money in summer, go to the mountains and in winter, go to the beach. And the irony is, we, we were in Croatia, which is just the most beautiful place. But we were there just near the end of winter, before summer. What's that season be- between... Spring. W- spring. We were there in spring. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and we were the only people at the beach. We literally had the entire ocean to ourselves. It felt like we had everything it was it was just incredible to have that and the peak of summer just being in the cool mountains and again just having the entire mountains to ourselves it was amazing Mm.
1: and very special
0: uh, i think it also it was affordable it was so much cheaper in croatia in the peak of summer the prices even tripled for some Mm. of the airbnbs And in Bulgaria, in the peak of summer, we managed to get some of the cheapest accommodation. So it was quite interesting to just do the opposite of what's trendy.
1: Yeah, that tends to save us quite a bit.
0: And actually experience so much more beauty. I don't know, at least that's what I found. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about renting a car as opposed to using public transport.
1: So we're quite fans of public transport, even if the infrastructure is pretty pretty useless but then again it depends kind of on the type of travel you've got planned uh, we big fans of public transport you get to meet the locals you get to see the way things are done and um, it feels a lot more real rather than if you hop into a rent a car it just feels a bit detached and mm. but but then again there's a time and a place for, for both we've done yeah. both yeah but If I just had to choose one probably public transport
0: Mm, and I think what makes public transport a good idea At least in our travel experiences is that we paid a little bit extra to be in the center So we could have paid less to be more Far away, but then we would need a car to get around. Yeah, so it's That also the hack of having a car it's parking it's driving. It's Mm. it's it's fun It's an experience and we did rent a car in Montenegro for a week, but That experience of just that stress of having like a car in a foreign country. Driving on the
1: wrong side of the road.
0: It was an adventure. I loved it. But um, I just find that when we paid that little bit extra to be in the center, we actually saved because we didn't have to pay as much on transport. We Mm. could walk around. We could get around. We were near all of the activities. We were near... The, the good times <laughs> so yeah I, I, I thought it was and you get a
1: feel for how people live there you know yeah. um, that for me is quite special
0: but I mean some countries which we haven't been to Vietnam I believe it's great to get a scooter there oh sure
1: that's almost part of the culture it yeah.
0: seems so I think maybe it's country dependent mm. so a question I want to ask you is about culture how do you feel you can best respect the culture that you are entering into
1: for me, um, the biggest way is learning the language. I don't know what you find, you a mm. language fundy, you you no, love it. <laughs> you absolutely love it. Um, and I think that shows respect. Mm. Um, I think it was our president, our former president Nelson Mandela who said, you know, the best way to um, show someone respect, or I'm paraphrasing here, is to learn the language. And I, I so believe that. It's it's good to to learn that culture's language, even if it's hello, yeah, thank you, yeah. the basics, yeah, you know. Yeah. A couple of words, it shows a lot of respect and it's a good way to to try and act and try start a, a relationship.
0: I actually think that's, I, I couldn't have put it better myself. In Croatia, when we learned the language, in Ireland, when I learned how to speak a little bit of gay, like in Nepal, when we were speaking to our, our guide, it, you know, the language, it, it's pretty special. Mm. But also what I found is to, to break that fourth wall. I mean, we were very blessed that we could spend up to a month in certain spaces. Sure, no but, doubt. But, you know, inviting someone into your space, it's scary, it's intimidating, Especially it's nerve-wracking. a language barrier. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just invited people into our homes and cooked for them. And it just made our experience so much richer. We felt like we had parts of our hearts in every single place we went to visit. No doubt. And it's it's sure we respected their culture but we also shared ours. Yeah. And it was that beauty of of not necessarily understanding each other completely, but opening up your hearts and your homes. Mm. And I think it, it really made our our, our travels very
1: Yeah, no doubt.
0: And also, I think another cool way that you can respect and honor culture is by doing things like workaways.
1: Oh, yeah. Do you want to just
0: explain what a workaway is? That
1: was an amazing thing that we did. So we decided to go to really expensive countries that we couldn't afford to, to stay in, like Austria and Germany, And uh, what we did was we did like five or six hours of work a day on a farm or in a building site in exchange for food and accommodation. Mm -hmm. And that was such a good way to kind of work around, get experience, you know, doing different jobs, whatever you're interested in, whether it's building or farming or repairing or IT work or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And that was a really cool way to connect and to just just get immersed in the culture.
0: We we did Austria. I mean Austria was just incredible. incredible. Um Italy and Bavaria and, and Germany and Germany and just we also did things that we want to do. We our goal is to one day have a farm and we learned how to farm and we learned how to build and it was just sharing cultures, learning new skills. Challenging ourselves. It was incredible. what we'd
1: always wanted to do.
0: So we did the first three months of our travels doing the workaways, which I think really helped us find our groove. And then from there we decided, okay, cool. We want to actually just, we just want to change things around a little bit. But I recommend both. No doubt. It's really a a fun way to travel. Okay, fire out. We love the fire rounds.
1: Let's go shoot.
0: Country with the best food.
1: Italy, no doubt. It's not even a conversation.
0: Yeah. Italy.
1: Country with the best beaches.
0: Ah, it's got to be Brazil for all of the hot beaches. (laughs) That's a personal joke. We were at the top of a mountain in Mont Blanc and we met a man from Brazil and he's like, Come to Brazil! No, that's a Russian accent.
1: (laughs) I, I don't know how he sounded, but he was trying to tell us about...
0: The Hot Beaches. The Hot
1: Beaches, but he ended up telling us about the Hot Bitches.
0: <laughs> and I and thought that was just the funniest thing ever. No, no,
1: I didn't want to say to you, like, I want to go see Hot Bitches in Brazil. didn't think it would go down too well. But
0: <laughs> okay, but best beaches, one, be- two, three, Croatia. Croatia, no doubt. Mm-hmm.
1: Although, Mauritius. Okay, Mauritius but I've been to Mauritius. Is pretty special. And
0: obviously our beaches are stunning too. Yeah,
1: obviously. But
0: Croatia for swimming. Yeah. <laughs> country with the best mountains?
1: Hmm France or Italy Although Austria, if we'd been to Tyrol, I think we'd be saying Austria But it's got to be the Alps for me. Although Nepal Nepal. Still the Alps for me are very special
0: I'm gonna say wherever there's a mountain that's probably the best
1: Fair enough. (laughs) Although again South Africa's mountains Pretty hard to beat.
0: Mm, mm.
1: Okay, country with the cutest cows.
0: Ah,
1: Mark's is a thing for cows. <laughs> they're they're my her favorite, favorite animal.
0: animal. <laughs> I would have to say Italy. Even when we did our honeymoon, and even when we worked on the farms, just that incredible love that those cows gave. I mean, they were so happy, and they just always just so full of love. And when I said goodbye to the cows in Italy, like. I just felt like the cow wanted to cry.
1: Yeah, it was a special time. I remember when we were on our honeymoon again, and the Mont Blanc circuit, you hiked through three different countries, through France, Italy, and Switzerland. And the Italian cows were so friendly, so loving. And then we crossed the border one day into Switzerland. And all of a sudden, the cows became like snobbish and-
0: (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Sorry, Switzerland, but you don't
1: have very friendly cows.
0: Tell me your most challenging adventure.
1: Nepal was challenging. Mont Blanc was challenging, and and then also went on a an amazing trip in 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 school where we went and we spent six or seven nights in a Big Five game reserve and we slept under the stars, um, no vehicles, just walking and camping, and that was incredible. And that was. That was challenging in a way because, flip, I mean, no cell phones, no nothing, no connection to the world. And um, that was a pretty special experience, you know, walking through crocodile infested water. Um, that, was, that was very special.
0: For me, I would have to say it's, in our first year of marriage, I got the incredible opportunity to go travel for a month in Italy and test out the work weight. and we were hoping that the following year I me and you would actually pause our life to take a mini retirement and, and go travel and I'll never forget okay that experience started really well I mean I got bumped up to first class like I had the best time on the flight and but when I landed in Italy, my host didn't speak any English.
1: Not one word.
0: Not one word. And my Italian was what I realized was actually <laughs> very selfish, very much. I like pizza. I like ice cream. Hi. And I didn't learn how to say things like how can I help or what can I do? And I realized that the the language I knew was very conversational, very small talk, table talk, not anything farm related. So when she was like, pass me the the tomatoes, I was like, uh, and she's like, Margarita, mi pomodoro per fore. and I'm like, uh, no capito, I don't understand, and I would just cry myself to sleep <laughs> for that first week because I didn't understand her, and she thought I was so stupid, and I was like, I just don't understand your simple instructions, <laughs> like I don't get them, and I didn't know how to communicate, and there was no Wi-Fi, it was just, it was very, very challenging, But then after I managed to say to her, you, me, (laughs) woo," and and she didn't understand that she had to show me, point at the tomatoes and then tell me like, you know, because I didn't understand basic conversation. So after that, our relationship, I think it was hard because I had to tell someone that I was hurt and in a way (laughs) that was like a three-year-old communicating. But um, the progress that came after that, it was one of the most challenging but most beautiful times and to this day there's certain words I only know the Italian word for because I had to learn it in like extreme, like tense circumstances but it, it turned out to be the, one of the most beautiful experiences mm. of my life. And yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget that memory. It was challenging, but awesome. Also, there was a time in Nepalese toilets, but I'm not going to talk about that yeah, now. Yeah, what
1: happens in the Nepalese <laughs> toilet toilets stays, stays in the, in the mountains toilet. above 5,000 meters?
0: <laughs> Did it really
1: happen? <laughs> Tell me about your most luxurious adventure.
0: So what we realize in Europe is the word luxe means luxurious, which is quite cool. So my most luxe experience would have Eastern to be... Europe. we'd have to be um, Paris, it was so good to feel, my husband surprised me, it was always my dream to just paint the Eiffel Tower, and the last trip of our travel, I I said to him, he can surprise me, we can go anywhere, Um, I was just so happy that we were traveling, and it turned out to be a flight to Paris, and I didn't know, because I was like, "Ah!" the whole time during the flight, I really didn't know where we were going, and when we landed in Paris, and just the whole time in Paris, it was everything it's made out to be. It was beautiful, and then we watched the Rugby World Cup in Paris too, and we and won. We won. <laughs> Which was the craziest. <laughs> but your most luxe adventure?
1: Most luxurious adventure. Sure, we haven't done many luxurious no. <laughs> trips. No. I think we kind of can have that to look forward to, still.
0: Finally, tell me one of the memories that you hope to make in the future on travels.
1: Oh, so many. Um, I want to go to China um, and ride like the high-speed trains and see Shenzhen. I want to cross the border to Hong Kong. I want to do a national parks tour in the US. The list is just unlimited. How much you love? What what's
0: your So as my dream was with Paris to go and just paint the Eiffel Tower, I really want to go to Yunnan in China and I want to have a hot pot. That's just something I would love, love, love to do. I'd love to go to Nashville and write a country song.
1: Naturally. as I'd one does.
0: Love to go to Memphis and make a music video of walking in Memphis. It's <laughs> <And is> dangerous. <laughs> I want to go to Beverly Hills and also make a music video to that. And um, I'd love to go to Vegas with you. And Sounds
1: like an expensive vacation. Dead
0: matching tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, yeah, I think also I'd love to go to Russia and climb Mount Elbrus. I'd mm. love to do that. I'd love to go to Italy again and just explore a different part of Italy. Capri, I think. Capri. That's going to be one of our luxe vacations. And um, I'd like to, I loved Eastern Europe. I'm going to explore it more. Oh, I can go on for days and days and days about all of the things I'd love to do. Um, I'm so happy to be here, I feel like our life here has been an adventure and I think this year, especially just being put and being so grateful for what we have, like I appreciate it. So I'm content with where I'm at. I love traveling though because I think that it just shows you how small and insignificant you really are. I think sometimes we can just blow up our lives and think we're this Mm -hmm. hot shot and big deal. And the minute you find yourself in a different continent, not understanding the people, not knowing how things work, it just really humbles you. And I think that's what I love about travel.
1: And challenges your way of doing things. Mm. Just because the little bubble in the community, in the country that you're in, do it one way, doesn't mean that's right. And there's such beauty to a lot of the more simplistic ways of doing things or just different ways. Just challenging yourself is amazing.
0: We're so blessed that we've been able to do so many travels. I'm grateful to be where we're at and excited for future travels as well. And um, just want to thank you so much for being my best travel buddy and for also being my guest on the podcast today. You're quite
1: a joy to travel with, as I'm sure many people can imagine. <laughs>
0: So thank you everyone for joining us for this episode of the podcast. Please do subscribe to our podcast, leave good reviews and let us know where you've traveled that's really changed you and your perspective on life.